Welcome to Motivation Monday. I'm Coach Dan. Say hello to the good people, Lady Ashley. (laughs) You are tuned in to Motivation Monday, new week, new goals. You can't heal what you don't reveal. We've got a beautiful guest today. Brandon McCall has a story to tell. He has a transparent testimony that you need to stand by and hear. He's going to tour us on his store. He's the proud owner of Exit 288. Welcome, Brandon. Hey, how you doing? We're so glad to have you, sir. You look quite comfortable uh, in front of the camera like you do this. Yes, ma'am, I really do. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a Okay, go ahead and take us on a tour. All right, so this is my store. I started from selling uh, shirts out the trunk of my car. Um, really didn't have no direction on what I was gonna do. Um, this was like literally one year ago and it just manifested into what you see. Wow. And how long did it take you? You know, how long did it take you to move into a storefront? Um. When I was selling the clothes out the trunk of my car, it literally took me probably three months. It took me three months of selling out my trunk just to move into a storefront. Yes, ma'am. So did you have sleepless nights? You know, I mean, that's kind of quick. Don't you agree, Lady Ashley? That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a quick start uh, for a lot of people uh, uh, in the business of retail. Right. Yes. Thinking to my, you know, like I felt like I was kind of like, I'm not going to say left behind, but pushed behind. So it made me want to go harder, made me want to go stronger and really have something. I just wanted to prove everybody wrong, you know, because, you know, a lot of people might have seen me and was like, oh, he ain't going to really do nothing or he just talking. And I just don't want to be the one that just be talking. So I wanted to put the money where my mouth was and I wanted to put my hustle where my grind was. And that's exactly what happened. And this is the outcome. You know, I, I, I never knew that I was going to have a clothing shop. I never knew I was going to be successful doing what I'm doing. Um, it just happened like this. All thanks to God, because I know I didn't do it by myself. There's, there's like no way that I could have did all this by myself. So that's one thing that I know. You know, I got a troubled background. I got a troubled past. So, you know, never let your past control your future. All right, now. Go ahead, Lady Ashley. Uh, uh, Ask Brandon uh, questions um, so that everybody can get the meat of his story. I'm so intrigued already. Right, so um, it's not... um, it's to be expected when you know how somebody's drive is. And like, I grew up with Brandon and so I'm well aware of his drive. Like, and he has like a, you know how they say women have a snapback after they have a baby. Uh, yeah. And they, you know, they go from, you know, the big belly to the little bitty waistline where he yeah. was like that like in the male version. Like he may have had some discretions that took place, but you know, he always had that snapback, you know, he may have gotten into some things, but you know, whenever he, got back to you know came home or whatever whatever he always got on his feet and so i'm not surprised that he he sold shirts out of his trunk for three 
months and then open a storefront because that's just what he do. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but um, I think that a lot of people, they see you and they see that you appear to have it all together. But I think a lot of people are unaware of what it took for you to get to that point. And you're humble. So you're not yes, at that point is. where you're like, I'm, I'm the you're just very confident but i think that a lot of people if they knew more about you like the real you like brandon instead of the strip then they will understand that you had to go through a lot of turbulence to get where you are you know and and i'm i'm just proud to be able to witness the journey mm -hmm. you know from mm -hmm. little little bitty kids on up to adults it's just a right. beautiful thing to be that witness so but i would like to know um what gave you the inspiration what was your inspiration behind Exit 288? Good question. Okay, the inspiration behind Exit 288 was not even Exit 288. Um, the whole inspiration was Nate's. That right. was for, okay. Yeah. Right. That, the was, neighborhood store. Yeah. Right. That was supposed to be the name of my store. That was the name of the first T-shirt that I did. Um, but unfortunately. That didn't work out too good. All right, so these are the Nate t-shirts. Oh, sold. okay. Oh, look at that. Okay. Yeah, like, these are the ones that I made, like, $3,700 in three weeks. So this is this is the t-shirt that told me that I needed to sell t-shirts, okay? Right. And gotcha. This, you know, my whole little objective was to bring Nate's back. But obviously... Right, uh, you know, like some people felt like they was entitled to a T-shirt, you know, and the conversation was not the conversation that I would like to have. So instead of doing that, I just switched it. And at first I had a business partner and that business partner is no longer a business partner, but the name was created through a business partner. You know, like me being from gotcha. Carter, you know, like I'm from Exit 288, born and raised here, right? And we all done said Exit 288 and we all done hashtagged it before and everything. But no, nobody never thought to make a business of it, make a, a real company of it. And, and so that's what mm. I want to do. Like, um, so, and once I did it, it just made sense to do it, you know, because this is the city I'm from. You know, like I could have went to California. I could have went to New York. I could have went anywhere, but like I brought my money and came back home. And then like, I wanted to make wow. some this because we don't have really much here. And then I know what I want, you know, and everybody else know what they want, but who gonna do it? So by me mm. going out and been to in my life, just always hearing no, 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 then that make me make my yeses. Like, right. I'm not looking Create for nobody to say, yeah, Max, I'm, I'm not looking for, um, hey, you got to go home today because we don't need you. Or, mm. uh, I'm not working hard enough, so I'm in trouble. You know, I'm not trying to do none of that. I, you, um, my, my uh, mentality is so strong with working for myself. Really, I feel like 
there's no way that I could lose. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be arrogant, but you're only going to go as hard as your hustle. And my hustle is strong. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've always known about myself, that I had a mean hustle about myself. I feel like really I could sell anything. It, it don't even there have to go. be a t-shirt. Like, it could be some candles. Give them to me, and I'm going to sell mm. them. That's just the type of person I am. Wow. Wow. And you know, Nate used to like for anybody who's from Exit 288 or from Cartersville, like, um, you know, Nate used to be the spot. Nate used to sell shirts. He used to sell black art. He used to sell shoes, purses, whatever you needed. Nate used to sell it at his store. And so I can understand the importance to you um, of bringing him back or bringing his store back because it was it, it was a major hit when Nate um, who was not even originally from here. Nate is from where, Mississippi? But he came here, he was the coolest cat, and it's like he opened our eyes to, like, the possibilities. Like, he was a Black business before a lot of people around here even had it in their heads that it was a possibility to be a Black business owner. And like right. you, there are so many people who have worked jobs, who have worked through temp agencies, and maybe you didn't smile hard enough. Or maybe... Right. Um, Maybe you don't have on the right pair of shoes of the right color, um, or maybe you ain't getting out enough pallets, and then they want to let you go, or they want to come and write you up. You know what I'm saying? So there is definitely a climate for the black business owner today, you know, because I think at the end of the day, people are fed up with not being valued. You want to so know what? Kudos to you. And not to cut you off, I'm sorry about that, but you just made me remember something. Three years ago, back in 2017, I was working for a carpet company that's in Bartow County, it's in Whites. I, I'm not even gonna say the name of the company, but they was only paying me $6 and something an hour, maybe $7 and something an hour. And I was busting my butt, lifting carpet, going from assembly lines, dumping it on the back of trucks. Like, you know, like I broke my hand and I went in there and I told them people, I said, listen, I broke my hand, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they was telling me, well, you need to get right. And uh, you need to go home and stay home as soon as you get right. Just come on back to work. They they uh, really didn't care. You know, like I would have lost pay missing work. So I ditched that job, started cutting. Okay, I started to be a barber because I always know how to cut. So after doing that for like, eight months I went into the dentist field and I started working at a dentist office and I did that for about eight months and once I did that I feel like I I I, I just don't like working for anybody right um because I will work with people but not for people you know because if you got an idea right something like that then I'm with it you know like that's something that I would be able to work with you with, but I don't want to work for anybody. I don't feel like nobody on this earth should be saying, hey, get back to work or hey, do this or do this and just try to slave you. I don't think I'm that type of person. I just don't even feel that in my bones, you know? Um, right. man, even if I wasn't doing this store right here, I would still be doing something that has something with being an entrepreneur, you know? Right. You know, um, I have heard you 
you have stated your come up, but see from a, but be, but before any of that, you wanted to just pay homage. You wanted right. to p give back, you know, um, to the very thing that was your motivation that, that brought you, you know, some type of joy and, you know, some type of, you know, uh, family, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the way it was to have uh, a, a, a community of people. Everybody you knew came to that spot. So I can understand that you wanted to just give back is really what you wanted to do. But because right. I don't think in the beginning you seen that greatness in you. So it's like stumbling blocks were put in the way so that you could be where you are today. You know right. what I'm saying? Because see, I've known you all your life from a little bitty thing. And you've always been so humble. You've always been such a, a well-mannered young man. And uh, you came from a family of people that were entrepreneurs, that were business-type uh, people that were all about family, making sure that all y'all ate. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. see, you, it was already in you. No matter the product that you are good at selling, it's already in you to be a business person because you can sell dirt, you can sell... You know, just whatever. It's it's still a product, right? right. So you were ready. You you were you were groomed to do just what you're doing. I'm just happy that you uh, caught on to like, let me do this. Let me do me first, because sometimes when you're doing everybody else, you don't eat. Right. But when you can do, when, but when you do you, you make room to feed <laughs> to feed everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I can appreciate. I can appreciate where you are. I can appreciate you working on the assembly line. I can appreciate you working as a barber, as a dental assistant, and then becoming a business owner. Because guess what you did, man? You didn't, you didn't go straight to the top. You, you, you started at the bottom, now you're at the top. Right. See, you can, you can talk about the process that we tell people all the time, trust it. Trust the process. Just trust it. You know, because you need to see every level to where you are in order that it makes sense to people that you bring into the fold. It's like, you can do this because I did it. I did this, I did this, I did this. So you got to too. So tell us, talk about, um, it, it, talk about your, your story, you know, when it comes to greatness, you know, talk about how you got here because it wasn't just work. It started here first. Right. Okay. What, all right, so what really had happened to me, um, I started getting in trouble when I was young, all right? Um, I wasn't a bad kid. I, I didn't know nothing about anything, really. The only thing I knew was what I was seeing, so I thought what I was seeing was normal. Yeah, and yeah. And then going down certain, I would say, paths just to find out that you were wrong the whole time, you know? Mm. That will wake you up. That will wake you up and say, hey, look at yourself. Look at yourself. So that will kill out any procrastination if you love yourself. Come on now. And and that's what it did to me. That's when I finally woke up, you know, and I seen what I was putting my kids through and I seen what I was putting myself through. And the only thing I was doing was just giving them more pain, giving them more pain. 
And I said, even though I wasn't doing it strictly to them, it's still gonna cause them some type of pain, but I'm not here, you know? Right. Like, I just got tired of not being here. I mean, mm. what's better than not being here? Like, it's stupid to just just repeatedly get in trouble and get in trouble and get in trouble. And that's what I was doing, and I couldn't understand. So, you know, like, the last, the, uh, last time that I was in my troubles, you know, like, I looked up, and I asked God, and I was like, really, though, look, you know me, and you, and, and look, you know, really, if I'm lying, or, like, I'm telling you the truth, so, you know that I'm for real this time, but if you help me get out of this situation right here, I promise you, I, I promise you, I'll show out, man, and I'll show out in a good way, and I'll make the work exactly who I am, and I'll show everybody who I am, because I always felt like I was that person or like somebody, and I was yeah. better than because I feel like me and the rest of my people, we all on the same level. We just need to elevate, you know. Like everybody Come on needs now. to, sure. You know what I'm saying? Because the only reason that I was stuck where I was stuck because I wasn't as mature. And females, they mature faster than guys. So I'm glad you know that. Yeah, yeah. That's facts. You know, like I'm a people yeah. person. I on uh women and men and babies and freaking teenagers. Mm -hmm. I be around every day. And I'm just a people person. I could tell where somebody is at quick, you know? Right, right. So it's like going through what I've been through made me the person that I am going to be farther more than what I am right now because I feel like I'm a good person and like I feel like I'm a good man and I'm becoming a better man, a better man than what there I used go. to be. Um, it's just going to be great just to see myself in the future. You know, like that's how I think. Like I think about, okay, I'm 36 years old right now, right? So how is 36-year-old Brandon going to take care of 38-year-old Brandon? And how is 38-year-old Brandon going to pave the way for 40-year-old Brandon? All right, so Come on. now that I, now that that's my thought process, then I'm always thinking like two years ahead. So I feel like I'm there behind, you, you know, like okay, okay, like behind. That's why, like, I try to go so hard and stay up late because I stay up late for the nights that I stayed up late doing the wrong thing. You feel me? Mmm, mmm, that's so, real like, talk. I, all of my energy, all of my time into great because once it's all said and done and I leave this earth, you know, I've did wrong, but I've done, done a lot of great and I'm still going to do a lot of great. So hopefully everybody will talk about the great more than the wrongs. That's, that's all that I'm trying to do is just fix my wrongs. This is the way wow. of me changing my life. And I didn't know it was going to be like this. I, I did. I promise you, if you could have told me, Brandon, you're going to have a store selling T-shirts and doing custom masks and T-shirts and hats and, and, and like, all this stuff, I probably would have smiled at you and been like, okay. You know, like, I done heard that, oh, Brandon, you're going to be a preacher one day and everything, and I smile and be like, yeah, that's what's up. But you don't never know who you're going to be until you get there, you know? Right, right. And I, I... I have witnessed, I have told you go home because our businesses are right next door to each other. 
And, um, you know, stylists, we're used to doing late nights. We're used to, you know, doing those late hours. And I have told you, go home because you go home, the balance. But, you know, one thing that I'm really inspired by when it comes to you, Brendan, is that uh, you represent a, what a lot of Black men would like to be or would like to do. And, like, a lot of us, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things that, um, that we're not proud of. We've all made choices that um, came with consequences. And, um, you know, you're openly, you've openly admitted that you've been in trouble in the past. There are a lot of men who have been in trouble in the past, come home and they look for a job and they work these little bitty jobs that want to pay them pennies. And then um, they want to micromanage them and they want to belittle you and, um, you know, just basically step on your pride. You know, you, you represent those men and you are in a lot of sense um, their encouragement and their inspiration um, because a lot of men have gone back to doing, you know, things that they did before that got them in trouble. But you, you came home and you figured it out another way. Like you decided that you wanted something different. So you did something differently. Like, how do you, what kind of encouraging words do you have for the man who has just came home, who, who wants to do right, who want to make better choices, who want to be there for his family, but come across all these roadblocks? Because you work these jobs where they belittled you and where they didn't see your value, um, mm. not allow that to stop you. But there are a lot of men and a lot of women too, who have dealt with that same thing and they get discouraged. And they get to the point to where they're like, well, they're not going to give me a chance. So what's the point in me trying to do what's right anyway? Um, and so what kind of encouraging words do you have for that person um, who is struggling with what you struggle for, but you struggle with, but you, um, the, you decided that you were going to do something different? How can you encourage that person? Well, first thing I would say is, don't let your past stop you and don't let your past hinder you, you know, because that's what a lot of people that been locked up, they hold on to is what done happened. I see. I think that people need to stress more of, oh, all right, so you did this to me, but let me show you what I'm going to do. Like, how are you going to retaliate your life so that you prove them wrong? See, that's what I'm all about. I just want to prove, not the people wrong, but the stereotypes wrong. I feel like I genuinely proved the stereotypes wrong with my record. I never said that I had a clean record. I got a, um, a troubled record. Um, but the stuff that I've been through and then how I came up out of it, it's just pure motivation. Like right? It's just, you know, like I motivate myself just for doing right, it. Right, right. Because right. It's, I ain't gonna lie to you, it, it, it is hard. Especially when you're the type of person that always been around thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars is coming in at one time. And you trade that lifestyle in for selling t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like everybody got choices. But like I told you in the beginning, my ways wasn't working, all right? Because <laughs> everything I did, 
I would do so good, but the bear would always come back out and grab me, snatch me, sit me down, you know? Right. So this time, there's no bear. There's no way you can sit me down. There's no way you can hush me up, you know? I'm I'm not going nowhere. So. Right. They need to focus. On I'm not sorry. Going. Right. They need to focus on not going anywhere. Focus on staying. Staying here and proving society wrong. I'm 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 sorry if I got off subject. No, um, you didn't. Everything you're saying is relevant. This because it's your story. Right. Everything you're saying is relevant. It's, it's your story. I love the fact that now you rest easy. I love yeah. the fact that um, I think you should copyright what you said that you're trying to fix your wrong. You up at night doing right. That yeah. is a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That is a t-shirt. Right. You said, I'm trying to fix my wrong. I'm up at night doing right. Oh, that is so, that's a whole lot. I can appreciate that. That is so beautiful. And it's the truth. You didn't just say that. That's exactly what you're doing. I witness it. People that know you witness it. And you've got people scratching their head. I need to know from you, how important is the village? One question. And the second question is, how, what impact did the village have, have on you? Again, how important is the village and what impact did the village have on you? When you speak of the village, you're talking about Brown Village? I'm talking about community. I'm talking about uh, the people that, uh, okay. that like encouraged talk- and motivated you and that, that was, that was uh, there to, 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 hide, to tan your hide whenever you were in the wrong or when you was out too late, go home. Or when they seen you out, you know, this and, and telling you, you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. They telling you, you better than that. You know, I'm talking about mentors. I'm talking about teachers. I'm talking about people that is a part of your success that you could think today. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just a smile or a hug. Nick, when I think about people like that, like I think about Mr. Fluellen, you know, like mm. I think, uh, you know, like I think about, um, Mr. Uh, Hugh, Kenny Brown, that is K Majors and Kenny Brown Dad. Um, these are the people that, you know, like I used to go over to their house and spend the night with like Jason Ritchie, his parents. You know, like I used to have to spend the night with a lot of people, but the stuff that I was seeing when I was young, I I wasn't with it. I didn't even want to see it. I, I slick didn't even want to be around it. The only reason that I was around it because I didn't have no choice but to be around it. So. Like I used to go with people's house and and like stay and they family be talking to me, trying to motivate me and I tell them what I wanna do. Like I just wanna go to church, I just wanna do this, I just wanna do this. And I was just so used to stuff and they knew that that was coming for me. I but I didn't know that that was coming for me. That's why they were trying to help me and motivate me. So Whenever I think about the great people and the village, like I think about you, you always seen me and you always stopped me and said something and you always thought I was just the nicest. So that carried on me so that I could portray what these these uh, genuine folks see in me, you know? So that's what I'd be trying to portray. And that's who I am 
that's the real me. There's different versions of everybody. You know, like a good yeah. version, bad version, sweet version, devilish The human version. version. <laughs> We're version. all human, honey. <laughs> if anybody say, Brandon, you perfect, I tell them you wrong. Because there's nobody perfect. I'm far from perfect. You know, like I look at other people and say, hey, he's perfect or she's perfect. But nobody's perfect. I definitely, for one, am, am not, you know. And like I'll and I'll let anybody know, but you gotta accept your wrongs though. You gotta say, God, thank you for the stuff that I didn't did wrong because you don't show me. Maybe you gotta learn from experience. Maybe that experience is the best teacher. And that's what happened right. to me. My taught me. The reason I don't have a lot of homeboys and nothing like that right now is because my experiences. You know, like everything yeah, like it teach me how to move. When I was young. Everybody was around, like 30 dudes around all the time. Now, I might be with one, maybe two. Mm. And that's just for my, you feel me? But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just got to move different when you mature. Right. And there, there is a different, um, there is a different type of, I don't know. It's like when you grow up like the air begins to smell differently and you know you know maybe your sight has become more keen you know there's just so many things that um gets better as you get older and you do you're absolutely right when you mature you begin to maneuver in a whole different way you begin to move in a way that that commands like when you walk in a room the people who are in the room or the atmosphere has no other um no other thing to do but just to see you to appreciate you to be aware of your presence and um so you know that's that's a beautiful thing but we were talking earlier and i was asking you brandon um about your greatest influencer and you mentioned to me that um your grandfather was your um biggest influence your greatest influence growing up and Mm -hmm. you know i'm just you know, I was able to, I didn't know your grandfather, but I knew your grandmother and she was such a strong woman, but I, I remember the tight knit of your family. And so I just, I'm curious, and maybe you can tell the people, um, what was it about your grandfather that influenced you in a way? He was the backbone. He was the glue that held everything together. And it's like when that glue is, is no longer available, then things begin to fall apart in a sense, if that makes sense. So I'm just curious because I never had the opportunity to meet your grandfather, but I'm, I want to know what was it about him? What did he show you? What did he teach you? What did he um, show you as far as his example, you know, that made you or that helped you to grow into the man that you are today? All right. So my grandfather was Superman. That's what I thought. Like he could do anything like, Anything that he said that he was going to do, he did it. And he was a man of his word. And that's how, you know, like I always want to be a man of my word. But even though it's it's, um, growing up, like you start to lie to people and you start to act like this, you start to act like that. But, you know, like eventually I want to be more like him because he was always a man of his word. Not saying that I lie, but um, he was just like too solid, you know. Dude might build a building from scratch, you know, and say, Brandon, grab me the wood, Brandon, grab me the hammer, grab me this. And 
we'll go fishing the next day. Like I ain't never shared that with any other being, you know, like I know they never did that. It was only him. My childhood was like so limited, but the only part that I remember was being a kid and, you know, making he was that guy for me, you know, like on Christmas, it's me and him. We might be putting up the Christmas lights, you know, like we might be drawing, you know, it might be a little bit of anything, but once he died, it's like my whole family just kind of like, I'm trying to pick my words, you know, man, they just like went from good to bad. And that's what I mean by good to bad, because you wouldn't even say a cuss word when my granddaddy was alive. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no coming in messed up or anything, you know? But once he left, it's like all of the kids in the house was like, I'm not going to say free because nobody is free from nothing like that. But they just felt like they could do what they wanted to do. And and so everybody started doing what they was wanting to do, which was the wrong thing because you see how everything ended. And everybody from the boys to the girls had trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because we wasn't even used to that. Look. I'm gonna go ahead and keep it real. My family wasn't like that. My family was a church family from the time I was born all the way until I was like, probably like 12. That's the time my granddad died. We used to go to church three three days a week. You know, like I used to be in a choir. Um, you like all like mainly everybody I know from my childhood, they was in some type of church that I'd have been to. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Met them, right. or either I remember a, a, a boys and girls club or something, you know. Man, we used to have to go to church Sunday, uh, Monday, and Wednesday, you know. So we all was so used to doing that, and it was so tight that when my granddad died, it just was like that. There's no more church. My um, my grandma she felt some type of way when my granddad died, and it was like she didn't want to go back to the church, you know. So none of the kids went back to Angry. the church. And then once she never went back to the church, to the church, everybody dove in the streets. And then she was the type of woman that she was gonna ride with her kids right along, you know. And it just turned. Right. It, it just went the wrong way. But far as the family. The family, we we always have a lot of family. Like uh, we lived on a hill with like maybe like seven to eight houses with like grandparents and you know like you got your great uncles and your great aunts and your cousins first, second, third and different generations and stuff like that. See, I grew up like that, but at the same time, once you cut the head, that's it. You know, and I felt like. My granddaddy was the head because my grandma, she slick didn't know what to do when my granddad passed because he was the one that was like the breadwinner. He built a house. He he uh, fixed the cars. He cut the grass. He he uh, he might put a new floor down in the kitchen by tomorrow night. You know what I'm saying? And then like mm-hmm, go from mm-hmm. all that to nothing, you know. And it make you feel like, you know, like it made me feel like that that one special person that was here because I was the youngest. You know, like it was like seven, eight people in our house. I'm the youngest boy. So 
I never got no attention. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get no attention. I was the weird one, I guess. You mm -hmm. know, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, my granddaddy was like always like, hey, don't worry about them. Man, come over here. You know, and I go over there with him, and I'm just like, yeah, man, Superman right here. You know, so right. yeah, that inspired wow. me, man. He, oh, he, you know, man, he ride adopted his kids, man. And he just wore a, a good shield on him. Everybody knew him. They respected him. Nobody was gonna disrespect him. It was just, he was, he was just that guy. And you know what? So I'm, I'm gonna help you out a little bit because I know your family, and I know you, mm -hmm. and I know that, you know, I don't want your words to be misconstrued. Right. You know, and I, I know that when you say when your family went from good to bad, I know exactly what you mean. I know that you don't mean that in the sense that they lost their value or they lost their worth. I know that you sort of mean in a sense that, you know, when there was discretion that was lost when your grandfather passed. And like, it's like a child who has a parent, you know, while they're under your roof, they know they have to listen to you. They know that there are standards. They know that there are boundaries. They know that there are things that are expected of them. But as soon as they leave off from under your roof, they pretty much start doing whatever they want. And there is no discretion. And so I know that when you say that they went from good to bad, I know that you don't mean that in a literal term. I know that you mean that, you know, some things just change. You know, yeah. the behavior changed. The, the um, you know, things just changed. And so I want to make that clear because I don't want your family trying to, you know, getting upset because of what you've said. I know that you love your family. And so I just wanted to make that clear because I don't need nobody trying to come for your head. No, man, like that. Man, what it is, is like, when I say the bad and the good, this is just because, man, when you take a family that all of the older people, like this when Monterio feeds their grandma and granddad was still living, like them old school folks that used to be around, right? Mm -hmm. So, they they knew that the families back then weren't gonna do too much because the other families gonna know. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it was not like look, nothing was going on in the house. It wasn't no smoking. It wasn't no drinking. It wasn't no selling nothing. You come in this house past eleven o'clock, you might get towed up. That's how it was, you feel me? My grandma was like, he ain't gonna be able to control everybody, you know what I'm saying? So the kids start coming in at one, two, you know what I'm saying? Man, they getting into it. You know, like, these some rough dudes. These some rough boys. They ain't rough or scared, like they gonna terrify you, but these some dudes that that will fight you, you know what I'm saying? Man, so when you think about that situation, it's like they went from being sheltered into like going out there. See what's out there. So when we went out there, they got the mentality of, you know, like we've been shooting BB guns and chopping down these trees and <laughs> hunting and stuff like that and going fishing. So y'all know nothing but like nothing but survival skills. More than the average kid that live on Forest Street was just walking to the store every day and coming back. The shoemaker, he wasn't going in the woods and got a whole fort built in the woods, got go calls and doing all this different type of stuff. You feel me? So that's what I mean from being good because wasn't nobody doing nothing until a certain time. Once that time came, it was like mind-blowing how things happened. 
you know, because Different. just to think of my childhood, when I was in middle school, I had Channel 4 and Channel 12. I think it was Channel 12 and Channel 11. They used to follow me to school, and, like, I used to ride my bicycle from what my uncles and them did. Back when that happened, I was being questioned by media, you know, like, all the time. Different people, different folks would find my grandmother and want to talk to her and want to schedule a meeting to talk to me. You know, not knowing how I'm affected from what just done happened. Not even to put this on the media, but when my uncles did what they did, the only thing I remember is being in the house and the freaking cops did what they did and they freaking came in looking for them and I had no idea because my dream was to have been an officer or a fireman or something. I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? Right. And the trauma. Yeah, man, because like, that's really some traumatizing stuff, man, because if you take a not getting on the racial side, but if you take a white lady and a white kid and the police accidentally run in in their house with the guns and stuff and lay folks down and stuff, you know, she gonna sue y'all because she gonna say that the kid is traumatized, you know? But I've seen it over five, six times. Like and the black, and the black family, it's like the black family is just supposed to take it because guess what? Not, and, and that that come, makes it come full circle because the climate that we're in today with the racial injustices and with what's going on with the, some of the police officers and how our community is affected, and we had did a podcast before and somebody was asking, why do you think that black children are more afraid of the police than others? And I think I was saying something to the effect that they've been exposed to them in, their, in the negative light more than white kids have. Because I too have witnessed police officers busting in my mama's house. We're in a bunk bed sleep. And all we see is they flashlights in our face looking for our yeah. brother. I've all witnessed the them. And I've witnessed them coming up in my mom's house. She got a brand new bedroom suit and them ripping her bedroom suit up purposely looking for drugs or looking for something that that's not even there. And then leave right. without an apology, done broke, done ripped up furniture that she has worked hard for to get, you know? And so it makes it come full circle as to why black people view police officers in a whole nother light. I'm not saying that all officers are bad, but some of them, they, the respect for our community just don't exist. So, yeah. you know, that, and, and then they don't think about the effect that it has on the kids, you know, when, when the officers have ran up in the house, when they've no, they ripped don't. up your, your furniture, when they've harassed you, when they've thrown your brother on the concrete floor and busted his face. Like, they don't think about that. They don't think twice when it comes to them exposing young black kids to that, and you were a victim of that. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, like, I ain't trying to stay on this topic, but just based off my childhood, just for a person to have a story right now and, and like, still be standing and got a whole bunch of business ideas and good business plan and some good things going, they, uh, well, Miss Ashley, Lady Ashley, you just made me think about how many times I've witnessed that, which is a lot, and it really is dramatizing because I didn't yes, do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Man, because I didn't do nothing for that. Like, man, I don't witness every person in my family get took one by one. Like, there's nobody immigrants or nothing. And this person might have a drug problem, but that person might be my mom. Yeah. And mm. this it's overwhelming. Yeah. And this person is my brother. And this person is my uncles. And we all live in the same house. Like, literally, it was 13 people in the house. 
and summer like I woke up and I had walked in the house and it was just like four of us. It was my grandma, it was my sister Belle, it was my sister Bay woman, and it was me. From everybody that was in the house, I'm talking about four boys missing, four or five boys missing, and and one other female missing. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody see doing. that, and to see that you have overcome so many obstacles and that you have um you've gone through the storm and you a lot of times we go through storms and we stop in storms because they become so unbearable but you've pushed your way through that and you know i think exit 288 is a perfect um testimony is a example of your perseverance of your drive of your i'm not gonna give up no matter how many people drag me no matter how many people talk down to me i'm not gonna give up because i know that God has given me a vision. Exit 288 has been a vision. And I think because you are walking in your purpose, some people may think they're just shirts, but I see this way greater than shirts. But you're walking in your purpose. And so because of that, you're being elevated more and more. But also you're an inspiration to so many young black boys, so many young black men. Like we live, our our business is in the heart of the black community on Summer Hill on North Bartow Street. If you're from Cartersville, you know exactly where it is, cross street from the projects. But this right here is the heart of our community. We, you and I, Brendan, we are a part of history. This shopping center where our businesses are was shut down for over 18 years, abandoned. And then Steve Moore bought this, this property and, and restored it. But then he did another great thing because he gave young black entrepreneurs like ourselves, gave us the opportunities to be business owners. And so, you know, Exit 2A for me is more than just a store. Like, it has so much substance to it. Way greater than any material thing that you have in your possession inside of the four walls of your business. Mm. The substance is your perseverance. The substance is what you've had to go through. The many nights that you could have given up. You know, the many times that you were fired from a job or or you got a job, but they seen your background and they let you go. Like you are, you are the perfect example of what can be done in the midst of trials or in the midst of hard times. Cause you could have gave up instead of opening a business. I'm just saying, so I'm okay. proud of you. Before you answer, uh, where the time is, is gone. So, uh, I wish that this could be so much, longer i really do i just it's some very important points i need to make uh before i give you uh my questions for you to answer as briefly as you as you can i'm 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 so impressed with you you are a walking example you are a testament to many you know what i'm saying and you do it with such grace you're not a a swollen head type person you just do it with such grace like you're just so grateful um your granddad has passed the torch to you it's you you're that chosen one because you are always attentive to him and there were things about him that you recall that you remember that make you feel good on the inside you're the legacy now it's important for you to continue you know what i'm saying it's important for you to remember those things that you um that you learn from your granddad and pass it on not just to your children but to anyone that will pay attention you know to your goodness 
His influence is why you are where you are today. The village of Mary Street, Anderson Street, and Roosevelt Street, it was a whole lot of action that took place amongst that village. But man, look, you rose. You rose out of the ashes. Mm. Yeah. Many are looking at you that came from that era. It's like, man, he made it. And it's like something that people can all rejoice about and they can look at it and say, you know what? I, can, I still got time. Mm. I still got time. I can still do this. Look at, look at Stephen. I mean, look at uh, Brandon. He, he made it. So what you got to do is keep on keeping on. That's what you got to do. You understand? I want to ask you, um, because this is very important. You have, uh, there's a marketing community, community marketing summit type. What is that that you're doing for the community once a month for the uh, small businesses in the area? And also, I want you to talk about the, the second store that you are launching. Okay. How God is just elevating you. So those two things right there. Talk about the marketing, the community marketing uh, a summit or something that you're doing once a month, reaching out to the small businesses and also your second store. Okay, so the Summer Hill, which is the community market, we're, we're going to be having that every month. And we just want to give the entrepreneurs that's in the city of Cartersville that's from here, um, don't even have to be from here, but just have to be an entrepreneur and have a niche. And they get to come out and make money. And they don't have to worry about, you know, like that unemployment didn't come or like, you know, like the job is not doing the days because they'll have a chance to be their own boss. And they'll come out and show everybody what they could do because we as black people i feel like we have this um we have this superpower that only if you can really tap into it that's the only way mm -hmm. that you're gonna get it and uh, and like a lot of us don't use it remember sometimes like i take another person like a prophet like martin Luther king just to bring all these people together and try to make them see you know so i'm not saying that i'm King, but I just feel like, you know, like if everybody just go ahead and tap into their real power, we will be like, yeah. serious. Like my whole goal is to make a hundred businessmen or businesswomen. Mm. And this is what I tell everybody every day. Listen, if you want to start your business, that LLC paperwork only costs a hundred dollars and I'll front that for you just so that you can have what you need to get where you got to go. Oh, but it's wow. Your oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're going to get some calls. Yeah, like, that's something that I do for people. Like, I do, you know, like, business paperwork for, for multiple people. And I don't charge my thing because these are people just like me. So I want to see you win. I don't want no percentage off you. You know, like, I just Right, right. Win. Yeah. Well, but, they definitely then, need to find you. Yeah. And, like, far as Fourth Street, Roosevelt, all that, those people over there. It was tough growing up over there. But you're only going to be as strong as your hustle and your struggle my struggle was hard so i go hard i'm never going to be the person that goes soft or lightweight i'm always going to go hard and i'm gonna make sure i do it right every time because i don't want no slip-ups i'm so used to slip-ups i don't like slipping up and i don't like messing up so i'd rather take my time and, and get it right you know instead of rush rush, so rush is that the fire is that the fire under your feet to start that second store when are you launching that second store? 
the second store, there's a guy named Taurus Jackson that's running it. And the store is called Exit 290. It's the same thing as my Exit 288 store, but it's a spin. This store has a barbershop. It has a recording studio and a clothing store all into one store. So it's opening up September the 5th. Lady Ashley, we got to close it. So I need for you to uh, to share with, with the people how important it is that they don't give up on their dream and that their past is not their, is not their present. Mm. I would like to encourage the person who, though their um, past has been a trap, their past has been the downfall of their future. Um, I would just like to encourage that person or those people. And I just want to let you know that, hey, your past was exactly what it was, your past. And I think when you change your mindset and you begin to realize that those things that have brought you down, those things that have broken you into those things that have made you weak or made you question your worth, those are the very things that it will take to build you up as well. I think that if you be reminded of um, the fact that everything happens for a reason and it was all a part of God's plan, then I think you will think about things totally different. So for the person who has a dream, who has tucked it away in your back pocket, I just want to encourage you, reach in your back pocket and you grab it. Um, if you're not ready to grab that dream right now, I dare you to take a rest tonight. And when you wake up in the morning, begin to rethink that dream, begin to awaken that dream. And then you start asking yourself, what do I need to do to accomplish that dream? And then you make a list of those things and you start checking those things off one by one. Listen, you trying to get to your goal has nothing to do with the person who's in front of you or beside you or behind you. It has something to do with who you are. And so if it's what you want and if that you have, then you have to make it happen. Um, so be encouraged and know that you are in full control of what your future will hold. As long as you line up with God and his word, and as long as you line up with what you believe. And if you want it, you got to work hard enough to get it because you can't be lazy and think it's just going to come to you. I'm just saying. I'm saying too. Amen. I'm now, Brandon, I need for you, sir. You have been a prophet tonight in so many ways, sitting at the feet of your granddad, you just did not know what God had in store for you. All that time you sitting at his feet, he was feeding you. He was feeding you. So you'd have something to work with. You got a beautiful, you got an amazing blueprint, sir. You understand? You may be 36, but you're an old soul. An old soul. And people are watching you. You're very intriguing to watch. You just move with such grace, so humble. I'm so grateful that I know you. I've always known you to be this man and I'm proud of you, darling. So proud of you. So I want you to, uh, I want you to share with the people, you know, something that gets you moving each morning, you know, share something that motivates you each morning to go get it. And hopefully they'll take that too, you know, as an inspiration. Okay, so I wake up every morning and I have competition on my mind. But my competition is not the people that surround me. My competition is like Jay-Z. My competition is Rion. Is oh, like stop. is with T.I. Because they have just like I have 24 hours in a day. But how can they do all this stuff that they do within one day? They have to work overtime. They got to go hard because if they didn't go hard, then they wouldn't be who they are. So that's my motivation. So every day I go hard, 
you know, um, I, I wake up, I, I rush out the house. I don't even eat sometimes. I, I don't even grab anything to drink. Right to work, I be feeling like I'm late. But as soon as I get here, sometimes ain't nothing going on. And like, as soon as I get here, then that made me work on my social media presence, videos, vlogging, YouTube, movie series, uh, different stores, graphics, websites, anything that my mind gonna lock on to, that's what I'm gonna do. And as soon as I go to sleep, then I'm gonna wake up the next morning and I'm gonna be thinking about my competition. And I'm gonna be like, these people getting billions. These people getting millions. Let me get up and try to get my millions and my billions. Because they no different from me. Right. They're low up overnight. Right. Like, I, see, the only thing that set a star up or, or like a celebrity different from the average person it's how hard you work. It's how hard okay. you work. Man, if I turn up three, four, five more notches, then people gonna look at me like this guy is just this. But no, it's from me working. I I be so tired. Like you don't understand, but I sleep when I leave this earth. But it's, you know? it's a it's a good it's a good kind of tired, right? Yeah, like it's a tired, like, you know, like I'm supposed to be exhausted. You know, like it's okay. not like a Oh, you know, like I ate real good today, so I'm just gonna sit on mm -hmm. back. I'm not like that. I don't even like to feel full because it slows me down. Man, so I just wanna have just enough food or just enough to eat. I ain't greedy. Just just enough. But I don't like to feel like I'm full. Let me kick my shoes off. Oh, I ain't gonna do nothing. That's not me. Man, cause I'll bite that sandwich two times and I'll wrap it back up. And I put it up. It's just like, it's like a continual thing. Like, and then like I set my days up. So, you know, like my tomorrow has already been set up for me today. And the next day will be set up for my next day. So that there's no way I could be behind. So that's your inspiration. I want to thank you for coming today. It has mm -hmm. been an honor and a pleasure to have you as a guest. You have uh made my heart smile. I want to thank uh, Facebook Live for tuning in to uh, Relationship Lounge. Of course, um, I do want to share with you our motivation. Um, we want to encourage you that it's a new Monday, new week, and new goals. For me, Monday represents a fresh start to the week. It is the day where the slate from the previous week is wiped clean. It is a day of new beginnings. We want you to follow us on social media at Relationship Lounge 19. Follow us on Instagram. Also, download the Podomatic app because this is the live version of the uh, podcast, but we have a radio version. And what you need to do is download that Podomatic app so that you can hear the radio version. We do the live because we want active participation from Facebook Live. Once again, I want to thank you for being here, sir. Lady Ashley, you know you are my, you, you are my partner in crime. I'm Coach Deb. Let me remind you to love yourself, love everybody, and be a good example. And, and, and know this, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Have an amazing day.